Hi everyone and welcome to the uh, Finishers Don't Count podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Webb and I'm here with UK wrestling sensation TJ Manners. Here, here, here I am. Sensation's a bit of a strong word, but yeah, I'll take that. I'll take, take that, that now. No got, worries. Got to be done. Evening, folks. So uh, we thought we'd start off by just letting you guys know why we have called the podcast the Finishers Don't Count podcast. Yeah, it's quite straightforward. We, we, I'm an R, and we keep talking about. WrestleManias, we keep talking about Survivor Series, and we talk about every every kind of pay per view across the last 10 15 years. Where what you see is the matches are now getting dragged out, and finishers don't count anymore. And that's exactly what it is. People kick out of everything. Monday Night Raw, you can hit an RKO, yeah, you hit it on a pay per view, and it just does not count, doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything at all. So, this is pay per view quality. Yes. Podcast, so the finishes don't count here either. Exactly, exactly. When we say we're done, we're not done. We keep going. We're, we're <laughs> a few finishes from done yet. So uh, this week has been a big week. We've had one of the big four pay-per-views, which is Survivor Series. Yep. One of my favourites. Do like Survivor Series. Big event on the calendar, and of course the uh, big news coming out of that was Raw sweep SmackDown six nil. Yes. Strange, strange, strange turn of events. Don't normally see that, you know. You, you know, very recently you've seen that with WWE where they do championship shows and all the champions win. It's a very similar thing here where they've done a flagship show versus a second show. The flagship won every single one, which is a bit strange because they're not actually putting over anyone in SmackDown, which is bizarre. So I think for me, I had three major issues with uh, the Survivor Series this year. I think the first one was there was a lot of changes going into it on the SmackDown side. Yeah. And at no point did any of the captains pick Randy Orton. Strange. Strange one. Whether there's something going on behind the scenes in that way you don't know, but he would be my hot pick first if I was SmackDown guy. Well the guys are five time winners of the Survivor Series and uh, three time sole survivor as well so mm. to me it seemed like an obvious choice absolutely they didn't really go there strange one strange one Randy Orton love him top wrestler absolute top performer but uh, he goes ups and downs doesn't he in WWE yeah. one year he's hot one year he's not it's just a bizarre bizarre way and I think the second issue is I'm, I'm not too sure that the Raw versus Smackdown format really works anymore with this, I mean, they had bragging rights, and that didn't really work. And now you've got this. I mean, throw back to the old days when you had guys, teams of guys who just genuinely didn't like each other. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense because if, if you look at it the other way, where no no one's got any storylines against each other, so there's no reason for anyone to actually hate each other other than your team Raw, your team SmackDown. The, the, the sense is kind of gone where Survivor Series used to be the build-up of. You know the main events coming on where they wouldn't give you the end result it would be you know, ready for the Royal Rumble they'd have a team A versus a team B whether it's the Undertaker's team versus Kane's team for argument's sake yeah. back in the day where um, you know you wouldn't have the finishes there that's just a continuation of the storyline when where now that's not really a storyline if you're just doing Raw versus Smackdown don't get me wrong it's great to see all those superstars in the ring at the same time, but if there's no relevance to it, what's the point? Well, there was a couple of instances going into the pay-per-view. I think uh, on Raw, both Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman 
made references to not being too fussed about the Raw versus SmackDown format and they were actually looking beyond that to their matches at TLC with uh, Dean Ambrose and um, Baron Corbin of course respectively so to have one of your big four events of the year your flagship pay-per-views and you've got the wrestlers on the shows talking about they're not that bothered about wrestling on that show to me that kind of devalues it a little bit I think it does I think that's the way they've gone over the last few years where they're flooding pay-per-views it's just too many pay-per-views after pay-per-views and it kind of takes away what a pay-per-view was there for because of the WWE WWE Network right? this is obviously the reason why they've got to fill shows they've got to keep attracting the audiences I get that but at the same time it's kind of you're rushing through storylines or it just doesn't make sense on a lot of these shows where you want to try and build and grow and develop a storyline develop characters and it's just kind of continuously go into the end game really quickly when you want to draw out storylines for months and months or even years you know and, that's... and do you feel that that's perhaps been the case here because we had the uh, crown jewel yeah which obviously was quite a male dominated pay-per-view and then obvious to... reasons obvious <laughs> reasons exactly <laughs> and then to counteract that we had the evolution pay-per-view yes yes and then within sort of three weeks we're straight into survivor series yeah, exactly. It's a funny, it's a funny way they're doing things at the moment. Obviously, they're getting a lot of money, especially doing the crown jewels of yes. and every single one of those workers are getting quite a lot of substantial amount of money to be out there to perform. But at the same time, it's just another pay per view for pay per view's sake, which is, you know, wrestling historically has always been you build up to your main pay per view. That's the big payoff for the fans. They're investing their money and their time into those storylines. And then they get their payoff, well now they're it's slow it just it's too quick, sorry. It's too quick to get to the end. And I, I think uh, Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan was a perfect example of that to yeah. to literally make that match your should have been the headline match of the of the pay per view and you're, and you're making that match three or four days before the event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's um you know, two world class athletes in different scenarios. Brock Lesnar's the brute strength, hard Man, where you know Daniel Bryan is the never say hero, never die hero, isn't he? And it's one of those ones where you could have really built it up where he then they had a great storyline where Brock Lesnar was beating him up maybe for weeks and weeks in advance, and then at the pay per view, the fans got their payoff where he potentially he may have done the comeback kid scenario, yeah. Because I think if, if, if you don't have the build up, you're not invested into it, no, of course, you're not. It's just another match to watch, that's all it is. You know, it's a shame, really, because it kind of does water down what the what the guys do. There's a lot of talented wrestlers on the roster, but having so much, you know, lack of build-up, it's it's a match just for it's just a house show in theory. If you think about that, if you think of the logic of all the house shows is just filling stadiums or, or arenas or whatever they're doing just to get to the next show, but they're all relevant. They're not really recorded. They don't mean anything. And it's the same with that kind of match at the pay per view. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, what has that done for Brian, for, for Daniel Bryan? Absolutely nothing. Was it done for Brock Lesnar? Absolutely nothing. It's just so there's, there's no payoff for either no, guy. Then. Of course it's not. No, it's just a bizarre, bizarre way they're currently doing things. But you know they're obviously making a lot of money doing it, so it must be working for them. Just in my opinion, um, being a professional wrestler, being a wrestling fan for a show me age now for you know twenty odd years, it's um, it's it's a bizarre one because you've seen how the world's changed to what it is now and I had so much more fun watching wrestling before I do now where it wasn't so 
much all the time on pay-per-views and you can, you can get into the stories and you get behind the characters your favorite ones or your not favorite ones you know and that's how it used to be but that's the way it is yeah and then my third gripe my final gripe started the pay-per-view kickoff show with the tag team versus tag team yes this is the only one the only one smackdown one wasn't the it? only one smackdown one the, the six and one yeah if you're a six and one fan or if yes. you're six and zero then <laughs> but logic says you know and, I, and I, I like watching wrestling when it's logical but logic says to me if you're a team captain on a survivor series team you want a decent tag team because essentially it's a tag team match exactly so why would you not want a tag team exactly right yeah absolutely and to just stick all the tag teams against the tag teams kind of just lacks a little bit of imagination for me yeah lack of thought imagination it just doesn't doesn't make any sense why would you do that so we're on to the next pay-per-view which is uh tlc some yeah. of the matches have already been made this week tables ladders and chairs oh my perfect uh, treat pre-christmas i yes, think yes absolutely yes so there's a few matches that have already been announced for the card is there any in particular catch your eye? Instant classic is going to be Styles versus Daniel Bryan. You know, simple as two fantastic workers. You know, on the on the indie scenes, absolutely amazing. Um, obviously, they've changed their product to fit WWE, but they're still fantastic talents. And I think that if they get given free reign and they can do the match in their way and not have too much interference um, from an agent. Um, so that's how it tends to be how WWE matches are booked. You've got an agent in between two guys telling them what they want pretty much from the product. But if you can let those two guys be the creative part of that, and you know you know it's going to be an instant classical match, and that definitely one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of high flyers there. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of yes chance. Can't go wrong. But oh, yes, yes, yes. There you go. Eh? But then you also got the. Um, the feud brewing again between the old um, Shield boys. Um, obviously, we discussed earlier what what Ambrose said on Raw. Um, yeah, nasty heat. Yeah, so he looked uncomfortable making those yeah. comments. Like he really didn't want to make those comments. Well, we got to look at the wrestling world. It's it's not real, obviously. Um, sorry if any of you are listening and you still think it is real. It's real to me, damn it. But it's um, it's. A work it is about trying to get heat and in this day and age where it's sometimes difficult for creatives to try and think of how to get heat for workers something like that as nasty as it is you wouldn't mean it it's just to get heat yeah so for those of you who didn't catch raw this week uh dean ambrose cut a promo in which he um made reference to roman reigns um getting what he deserved from the man upstairs um as I said before, he looked really uncomfortable making that comment. I, I, I'm not sure. He, you know, maybe someone suggested that to him, but I think he might end up regretting making that. Potentially, it's one of those things you can say something too far. You know, you've got to sometimes stand up for yourself. Don't get wrong; they're on the payroll. They have to do what the master says, um, Vince McMahon. But at the same time, you should still stand up, stand up for what you think is right to a point. You know, if someone asks someone to say something racist you, you know you wouldn't necessarily want to do that so you want to stand your ground even if the product said you've got to do it you've got to make potentially you know look at that and i'm not saying he didn't do that he may have argued argued the toss at the back of it but then they might have still told him he had to do it you know? and there's there's plenty of other avenues you can go with that you, you didn't need to go there 
Of course, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, he's done. It's in the history books now, so uh, it's not much we can, yeah. we can do about it, really. Um, but it should be an interesting match. You know, both of them are really, really good. Um, interesting facts. I think, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm the most factual guy in the world, but one of the things I understand about Dean Ambrose is in the last when he joined WWE, what five, six years ago was it now? He was one of the only guys who didn't do a tryout. Okay. You know, instantly signed. So a lot, you know, a lot of the workers will um, when the wrestler when WWE in town, you know, in England for example, the twice a year or Britain, sorry, twice a year, they would book independent workers to come and do a tryout, you know, for a couple of days, um, and see whether they can qualify for the performance centre and that type of stuff. But you know, for for someone obviously they saw how immensely quality he was, that it instantly instantly signed him, which is, you know, just testament to to, to the work he does and and obviously he's competing against Seth Rollins again fantastic worker if he can stay fit you know that's his biggest problem is he's injury prone but if he got a full run at it I think he would be absolutely amazing um, in terms of what he is and 2018 Seth Rollins the hardest worker on Raw would we say is that a fair assumption or is there someone else you'd maybe put in that category um yeah yeah he is he is one of the hardest workers you can see he's, he's involved in everything isn't he He's involved in a lot of storylines at the back and and all that type of stuff as well. Uh, yeah, definitely, I'll put him there as a the hardest worker, but one of the most talented workers as yeah. well. He's not just um, a pretty face; he's a very pretty face. Um, but he's um, you know he's got natural ability, and you can just see that in his in his work and what he does. Natural, you know, natural charismatic character, natural ability doing the, the moves he does. You know, and it's just a complete natural in, in the wrestling world, which is quite unique because. A lot of us have to work hard for it, you know. It doesn't come naturally for everyone, and you've got to work hard at improving things and, and doing things. Where it looks, for him, it looks like it's uh, just a natural. Always good to watch. Yeah, and the other one is the uh, is the Ronda Nia match. Firstly, Ronda, sexy as hell. Very glad that she came. As like Ronda her work. I like her a lot. I loved her in UFC. I love her coming into a, t- a tiny little gear. Sorry, ladies, if you're listening, but she is obviously a fantastic talent. Nia Jax could be the next amazing wrestler if they book her right. You know, she makes sure to keep her strong. You know, this is a, this to me is a match that could have been a WrestleMania, could have been built to WrestleMania because if you build up a Nia Jax as the, the destroyer who doesn't get beaten, beats every single person up, and you've got Ronda Rousey still learning the ropes, still winning the matches, still potentially maybe losing a few matches, and then they get together and build a feud up. That could have been a fantastic WrestleMania match. So I'm really liking that Ronda has uh, not taken the uh, Brock Lesnar route of being the UFC star that turns up once yes. every month. She's there every <laughs> week. She's she's putting the work in. Yeah. Nia Jax now, of course, with Tamina. Yeah. So they become... That's a, a nice, interesting angle to have the two of them more of a force because I think what they've done to this stage is they've built Ronda up so much that it, it's impossible for one person to beat her. Yes. So they've now gone, let's get two. Yeah, exactly. Which is still a bit bizarre because you, you know, Nia Jax, for me, shouldn't be beaten by anyone. You know, they should be built her up like a, like what they used to do with the Big Show before they made him lose to everyone uh, when he was undefeated. For, you know, beating everyone up and he was so big, he needed three or four guys. That's what they should have done with Nia Jax because she's huge. She's good at rest. She's a good worker. She's huge. That's what they should have done with her. But that's just my my opinion. But you know, that's just me. <laughs> my old school ways of looking at wrestling. 
And you got the other match as well was the Braun and Baron match. But reading the news today, that Braun's injured. Yeah, so it sounds like he uh, sustained an injury on on Raw. So he might be out for the foreseeable future. But there is talk that maybe he might still wrestle that match. Well, there's always potential if they, you know, you can always work for an injury. Like, I know the rules now, WWE. If you've had concussion, you can't work for it. That's simple as because of the whole. You know, lawsuits and CM Punk's of the world, all the issues that they had and publicity, the bad publicity they got from it all. And obviously, this stuff came in. And Daniel Bryan obviously couldn't work for a number of years because of this court case, um, even though he's passed fit a long time before he returned. So, if they are looking like being strict on it. So, if you've got a concussion, they're not letting you work, which I think is what's happening with uh, Becky Lynch. But you can work through normal injuries, you know, if you've got a, a, a sore shoulder a bad leg a pulled hamstring you can still work through those injuries you don't want to work you want to rest but in, in the fast pace and the pain that you get for the WWE you want to kind of put your body through it and, and you, sometimes as a worker myself you want to keep working because if you moment you kind of step out of the spotlight someone could take your place you know if, he, if, he, if someone gets an injury and then they go well I'm actually injured now let me step out for three months the whole storyline is that person built all gone and um, someone else could be there and replace them, and then you're not relevant anymore. Yeah, it's a f- definitely a fickle, yeah, fickle industry. It's a catch twenty two, really, because you want to look after your body, but at the same time you don't lose your spot. That's just the way it goes, unfortunately, with wrestling. But hey ho, there we go, guys. There we go. There's a couple of other matches as well. I've got the tag teams, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and the Raw Tag Team match. Big fan of Bobby Roode. Yeah, yeah, great. Bobby wins it. TNA days. Yes, yeah. Not not really used as much as you know I thought he would be coming onto the main roster. No, when he came on initially with his glorious entrance, it he, he, he looks great, absolutely amazing. But they haven't they put him into the tag teams. Whether they're waiting for him to, in my opinion, WWE they they don't like indie wrestlers. They don't like wrestlers from TNA. They like to train them to be the WWE worker. Do you think that's a style thing? I, I don't know if it's a star thing. I think it's they just want everyone to wrestle their way. They don't want people to wrestle their, with their own opinions. You know, they want people to go, "This is how we want a match to be be done, regardless of what you think how and how wrestling should work." Whatever's been successful for you, great. But you're using it our way, and that's what I think. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone, anyone wants to get in contact with me, let me know. I'm not completely wrong with that. Just let me know. <laughs> you always follow me on Twitter. Follow me on social medias. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Give, give them the uh, TJ Manners at TJ Manners at TJ Manners. That's it. I TJ Dot Manners on Instagram. I need more followers, so make sure you follow me after the show. So we did just touch briefly on injuries. Not each other. Not each other. Not each other. We didn't do that. That's just not that kind of show, guys. What happens not that on kind the podcast of stays on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we did touch on injuries. There's a lot. You mentioned Becky Lynch. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn. Oh yes, yeah. There's a lot out there, isn't there? There is a lot of injuries. So, kind of wanted to switch focus a little bit from the WWE. Yes. Talk about your own experiences with injuries. So you've had a couple of injuries. Yeah. No, I've had. Uh, I've been quite lucky. I'm quite lucky. I've wrestled quite a few times um, over the years. I've been wrestling since well for about ten years now, kind of on and off. Um, I had a break from a major injury. We'll talk about it in a second, but. I've been quite blessed not to have many injuries, but I've seen so many injuries and so many near injuries. Of course, obviously in the, in the ten years that um, that been going, you know, people think it's fake. It's not. It is fake. It's obviously predetermined. But you know, the, the WWE says it's 
the hazards are real. You know, you are getting slammed from someone who's seven foot tall. You are getting hit with a steel chair. You are hitting the floor. You are bouncing around. You are getting hit in the face. You are getting kicked in the face. These things happen. Whether they're on purpose or not is is completely different. But so yeah, for me, I've, my first my first major injury makes me laugh to this day. So I was I was wrestling uh, in a show in Basingstoke. Yeah, in Basingstoke, um, it was a funny one. It, us wrestlers, we're very strange folk, you see, guys. We uh, oil ourselves up quite heavily. We um, fake tan ourselves up to, to, to look the best, obviously. If we under Have you got any rocks. recommendations of fake tan? Uh, um, I'm a Sandra Pay guy. Okay, that's, that's all I Pay, use. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah, sponsored by Sandra Pay. They got to pay me first, though. I'll say it again. Um, Can I just say we will take advertising offers? Yes. Just at this point, Sandra, pay if you're out there listening. Yes, please, yeah. Pay me. I need the money. <laughs> but no, um so as part of part part of wrestling, you know, you, you, you put your fake tan on, you're under bright white lights, so you put your the baby oil on or, or whatever kind of oil that you have to rub in rub into your body, make you shiny, make you make you stand out from the crowd because you know, us wrestlers we're uh, we're not normal folk, you know, we are different. And that's the purpose of what we are. You don't come to watch a normal guy wrestling you come to watch a superstar and that's exactly what we try to be every time we get out there so this one instance um, you know I was wrestling this one chap right at the beginning of the match um, he just didn't rub his baby oil right baby oil was very slippery but slips I can't get my words out now slippery but if you imagine if you if you don't rub it in it's even worse so the start of the match I was being a heel um, what I tended to be in my hometown very bizarre Go there another day. The um, so I started pushing the chap, and on the second push, I broke my thumb. It slipped straight off in between his arm and his chest, and it snapped my thumb there and then. Right. So, so, so talk me through this moment. You've just snapped your thumb. Are you aware at that point that you've snapped your thumb? Or... I'm aware that I've really hurt myself, but at the same time, you, when you're wrestling, you so so much adrenaline is pumping through you. You've got to be a showman. You've got to, be, you know, showwoman. You've got to be able to deliver. So you, you don't really worry when you're getting injured if you get hurt. You just think about it. You carry on. So the moment it happened, I went, "Ow, okay, that hurt." I knew something happened there, yeah. but I knew that with our predefined spot, that I was going to push him again. So I had to push him with just one hand this time because it, I didn't want it to hurt myself even further. So then I carried on the match. And, and do you do you, have you let him know at that point that you're injured? No. Was there any not an injury like that, no, because it's because you don't really use your limbs too much in the match, your fingertips and so forth. So, uh, you know, it wasn't something I needed to. And at the time, I was quite green as well, so I wouldn't really know what to do. Because um, a lot of wrestling is you've got to learn it on the job. You know, you can do as much as you can in training. You prepare yourself as much as you can, but the reality of in front of an audience, that's something you can't really practice. You know, you can practice all your moves, you can practice all your spots, you can understand the storylines for psychology everything you need to understand about working but actually doing it is completely different and uh, so when I was out there I was very green probably my second or third match for my career pushed the guy snapped my thumb hurt like hell within a second the pain went it's just the next day I was in quite intense pain and it's just uh, but that's the way it goes and you go to the you go to the hospital and they go man up there's nothing you can do about it okay well, I'm gonna man up so all I can do so uh, yeah, that was my that was my first injury, and after that, yeah, you 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 um you get you get 
other nicks and pains. I remember once I was uh, working holiday camps and um, I was due to go all inclusive with my uh, with my partner at the time. We're going all inclusive away in Spain, and I was working the whole week up to going on holiday. And on the last day, on the Saturday, um, someone must hit me quite hard in the face. Something happened, and I bit my tongue, and then my tongue swelled up to the size of my mouth. So right. I couldn't actually speak or eat for the first four days of this all-inclusive seven-day holiday. So it was very, I was very bitter about that. I literally wasted all that money and all that good food I could have eaten. All that, all that. Oh, I still managed to have a few beers, but all that good food I could have had and I couldn't talk either for the first few days was, was quite bizarre. That's crazy. And can we just send a quick shout out to your your partner at the time? Is your yeah, she's my wife now. She's no longer a partner. Mrs. She's, Manners. She is. Uh, she is my. She's my soulmate now. It's completely so, different. Yeah. You know, we're we're through this thick and thin. She's through. She supports me through my weird resting phases, and I support her when she makes her cakes by eating eating them, of course. So, uh, of course. As you can all tell. Um, but you know, when injuries are you know little niggly injuries are very common. So you hurt yourself all the time. You bruise yourself. You know, I've been at shows where the rings collapsed on you um, there's one show where the ring beams in the middle fell down um, the guys out there luckily for me I wasn't out there um, but they had to uh, continue continue the match so the whole of the ring fell apart one side of the ring yeah because the rings done you know, a lot of rings are done differently but this particular ring had four segments in there and one of the segments um, basically the beams collapsed inside so they came off the welds so that side of the ring was just moulded in a bit like when the Undertaker chokeslam people and it, they don't go through the ring but they kind of go in the ring yeah very similar to that so the ring looked like a bloody mess but the other the two guys but you know this was uh, Rob Holt and Chris Andrews just actually retired actually we'll talk about him in a moment a really good guy um so they had to carry their, carry on their match and it was quite bizarre talking to them after going well we didn't know what the hell to do so we just had to carry new and they still had to go 10 more minutes because that's what this time stop they had been given by the promoter so they had to keep going that's just the way it goes um so i've been there seen that we've been for a match where the rings broke when i've been in the ring so the top rope snapped um once when i've been in been in the match um i threw a guy into the buckle the, the rings the, the rope went there and then but you've got to carry on you can't stop because this is not you know when we're out there like you might think you know this is fate but at the same time we can't let the audience know this fact. We've got to keep. So at that in. point, is there a communication between the two of you, or do you just carry? Do you just carry? <laughs> you on both got to look. You both look at each other and go, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> that just ruined the rest of our match. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've got to make this up on the fly now. But it's all it's, it's all okay. You just, you just got to adapt it and evolve it. You know, you don't. One of the funny things in that match was uh, the moment a couple of minutes before that, the guy threw me over the top rope. So just to be funny, he threw me over the middle rope, which is the top rope, and it's just a bit of humour. But it's just you just got to kind of adapt to it and go it. with it, and it's quite funny. And then I've been on a show before as well where the top rope again snapped, and I was the next match after, and they couldn't repair the rope, so they had to do the rest of the show with only two ropes. So I had to call a complete. That's actually a picture on my Facebook page if you ever look, where you can see me choking a guy on the second rope when there's no actually top rope there. Have we got a, a web address for that? Uh, page. How will they? How will the guys? Oh, TJ Manners. TJ Manners. Just, just, uh, just look just for TJ Manners. You'll be able to find it there. And then I was wrestling. Uh, he's a good mate of mine, Joe, um, who was the wrestler at the time. I was wrestling with. He was called. Um, a guy, he was called himself Caden Gray, and, uh, and we found out a couple of weeks afterwards when he was called himself Caden Gray, he was actually a, a gay porn star called Caden okay. Gray. So uh, <laughs> he had to change his name shortly after that. But yeah, that was quite funny. But. Um, yeah, he he. Um, so me and him had to really just literally there and then 
change and he was quite green at the time so we had to change our match yeah, we had to, and I had to call it through and make sure that he understood what's so going he, on he literally you changed the match he went back to the locker room he changed his Instagram his Twitter yes yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> we changed back into the porn star because it secretly was him but no uh, <laughs> but no the uh, yeah that's a it's a funny old uh, funny old time and then so going back to injuries so that happens you know and I was at a show recently where someone did a move off the top rope uh, and when they bounce one of the boards under the ring bounced and smashed him in the face and broke his jaw um, that happens these things happen all the time and when we're when we're wrestling and you know you're in the back you it's, you do sometimes get these messages back as well so you know that, that particular show the promoter comes through and going shit we've got to change the rest of the show because he was meant to be in a tag match after this okay. most likely he has to go to hospital because he's got a broken jaw so we had to then at the back figure out what the hell was going to happen and and move on and that's just the nature of wrestling and what's the atmosphere like when you get someone come to the back and say there's a guy in the ring and he's injured do, 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 do you feel like a self-consciousness especially if you're going to wrestle next mm, is uh, it a bit like because you know like other sports you see people that get seriously injured on maybe a football field or yeah. in a basketball game or something and there's genuine concern from all the other teammates and I, I always feel like part of that is actually they're concerned for their teammate, but also that could have easily happened to me. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we look at it like that. Definitely look at concern. We're very concerned because we're all we're all the lads. End of the day, that's what we are. We're, we're the lads at the back. We have fun. Um, we're a different breed of character, um, but you know we have we have a great laugh, and we always concern when someone injures himself. You know, and it's always concerning. But we don't think that could have been me. Um, and we don't. You know, for me personally, I can't vouch for everyone. But for me, I don't get worried about having them to go out for them, my next match. Or I just think about actually this, maybe I need to change some stuff of it. What do I need to do? Is it a freak of freak of nature accident? Like this was a, a board bounce up from a top rope thing. Okay, so I'm thinking, well, I haven't got a top rope thing in my match. So the board's highly unlikely going to bounce up when I'm doing it. But we just maybe just change up what we're doing. And that's just you know, how you think of it. It's, these things happen in wrestling all the time. It's never malicious. It's accidents. You know, these things... It's just the way it goes, unfortunately. But we've always got to make sure that uh, you know you just keep going. But for the boys, you know, we're always looking out for each other. You know, we uh, it's a lot of love in the back. You know, between a lot of wrestlers, there's a lot of good characters, a lot of funny people, a lot of weird people, a lot of funny people. But it's always always good fun. I feel like there's a whole episode just on on locker room antics and locker room. Yeah, locker room love, locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah, I think that could be a good idea. But unfortunately, for all the love yeah and brotherhood in, in the back yes you always get someone who spoils it and it kind of brings us to a, a terrible story this week out in puerto rico oh yes which is, uh i hope i'm pronouncing this right which is jose Cavero. sounds right to me sounds right to me who so the story goes they were having a hardcore match hmm. he hit some chair shots which his opponent felt were over the top stiff as what they would call stiff yeah unnecessary to which point he's gone out to the back and grabbed the cinder block. He's then pretty much at a point in the match blindsided mm. Jose with this cinder block. He's thrown it, the guy's hit the floor, you can see blood everywhere, and he's had a blood clot to the brain. I yeah. mean, fortunately, news coming out is that he's okay, he's had the operation, he's come through all right, but yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. It's sad to see. I, I've only actually seen one the the end clip of it, um, and at the time when I saw the end clip, I just thought, did he throw it wrong? 
you know, was it meant to break the cinder block? If it was meant to break, you should have hit him in the middle because that's the safe. That would have been a safe spot, so to speak. Would you know not have been safe? It still would have hurt. Um, but it hit him on the corner of the cinder block, which is probably the the toughest part of it. And it which really hurt. For me, it did not look very nice at all. You do feel for the guy. And I hope he does. And I hope he does make a full recovery. That's all you ever want, you know. This, you know, bottom line is we. We're doing this for entertainment. We're not doing it, you know. We do it for the love of it. We do generally. Most most wrestlers love wrestling. Um, not many people get into it for not the love of it. So you do want whoever gets if they do get hurt, you want them to get recovered because you know that they love this industry as well, and that's why they're they're, that's why they're a part of it. Um, off subject, um, well not off subject. About hardcore, but did you manage to see the David Arquette stuff last week? It's pretty insane. I did not. No. Right. So well, obviously f former. Husband of the friend star, um, I don't remember her name. Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. Courtney Come Cox. On. Yeah, that's it. Showing your age now. I know, right? Um, yeah, he was in. He's back wrestling again. I don't, I'm not sure how long he's been doing for again, but he uh, he had a hardcore match and people smashed him over the head with um, you know loads of light fittings and then he got caught in the neck on an archery, so he had to get rushed to the hospital there and then. And um, I don't think the guy he was wrestling with, and, he, and to be fair to David Arquette, he tried carrying on. He tried finishing the match, and I can see him trying to tell the guy to pin him, trying to get him to do it. And he wasn't doing it, so he ended up just having to take over and and just get it over and done with. But yeah, it's quite you know when when you do these kind of matches, hardcore things. You know, the most hardcore match I've ever done is a four-way ladder match, and that's not that hardcore. It's pretty pretty tame compared to what they do. But if that's what they that's what they like to do. Then that's you know each to their own. That's not for me. So if any promoters want to book me for a hardcore match, sorry, that's not me. Strictly softcore. Yeah, strictly, strictly softcore. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you rub me, then it might become anything else. There you go. Eh? <laughs> On that note, I think it's a good point to finish. If there is any promoters who want to get out there in oh, touch with you, yeah. how, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, they can uh, catch me up on social media, TJ Manners. Um, drop a message on there, and I'll uh, ping you my mobile number. Don't you worry about that, sons. If you want me, to, if you want anyone, you want a guy like me, you just uh, you just drop me a message. And uh, if anyone's got any questions as well, I think, uh, yeah. or, or any comments or feedback, feel, feel free to let us know. And uh, yeah, I think Locker Room is probably a good place to uh, take the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This does sound good to me. I think the one thing um, that we want to we start doing on these podcasts um, is start building our own WrestleManias, dream WrestleMania matches. And, yeah. But what we want is interaction from you guys as well. We want to feel what you think is going to be the next what could have been the greatest ever match would it have been you know Hulk Hogan in his prime you know versus The Undertaker in his prime what it could have been you know The Ultimate Warrior in his prime versus Daniel Bryan in his prime you know yeah. what, what matches could work you know, I'm just spouting out some names here you know we're not afraid to talk about anyone we talk about Chris Benoit you know we talk about anyone it doesn't matter you know it's wrestling's wrestling you know we don't look at the, the personal stuff outside of it this is the business that we're in um, the business that we love so uh, yeah it's been a it's been a pleasure. Thanks for thanks for the time today, and thanks yeah. for everyone listening. It's um it's good to to get my voice out there. You know, believe it or not, I do love the sound of my own voice. So this kind of thing is really my goal, really my uh, really my product. You know, I can literally sit here and talk for hours. So, well, we've done we've done a fair a fair whack. So yeah uh, yeah, cool. All right, then. guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Peace out.